0: 18 to 24-year-olds make up almost 10% of the American population, but in the 2018 midterm elections, they made up only 6% of voters. Our generation wants progressive change, but we can only make it happen. We are the future. We are the next generation of voters. I'm Cindy Gift, and this is Next Generation Politics Podcast. And welcome to the next generation politics podcast i'm cindy gift and welcome to our september 26th episode for news this week we'll be continuing the discussions about the fires on the west coast getting some important ballot news from wisconsin getting some updates on the tiktok situation and discussing relations in the middle east updates on brianna taylor's trials and of course covering the passing of an american legend Ruth bader ginsburg Today, I have my friend to help me host today. This is
1: Gia. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Gia. I'm a criminal justice major at Cal State Long Beach. I'm so happy to be here tonight. (laughs) I'm
0: happy to have her, too. Fun fact, guys, me and Gia met in what probably was the most stressful English class we ever took. Oh,
1: my God. Don't remind me. (laughs) That's okay because
0: we're hopefully doing, I think we're doing better now. And uh, we're here covering some important news. So, Let's get started. All right, so I think the first thing we should talk about today is the California wildfires. Uh, Governor Neeson signed a bill into law that will now allow prisoners to volunteer with firefighters, and they can apply to have the records cleared. This ability to apply to have the records cleared will give prisoners that are currently fighting fires the possibility to receive EMT certifications, which something that was not available uh, for previously convicted felons. And uh, this new law only, like, applies to uh, people who don't have violent felonies, like murders, sex offenders, and kidnapping. So if you are in that category, this does not apply to you. Uh, I actually think this is, like, a good step to reforming the policing justice system. Like, I I don't like the idea of, like, taking slaves. I mean, sorry, taking prisoners, because, like, prisoners don't (laughs) equal slaves, right? Like, I don't (laughs) like this idea of taking prisoners and, like, deciding that you have to like oh here's some wildfires like go put them out and like not giving them compensation because prisoners does not equal
1: slaves like I just think that's weird I don't know 100% I was a little worried when I was kind of reading up on it when it came out and I was like they're gonna get shit oh sure <laughs> it's like, they're gonna get stuff back right like they're gonna get recompensated for the work that they put in and I was kind of surprised that I saw that that they would look at their records again and even you know removed the stuff that they did and I actually kind of proud that they did do this and I think it's a really really good way for um I think prisoners you know to kind of once they get out of jail to um just go back to normal life because I know a lot of the issues they have is finding work with the criminal record it's really hard
0: and the fact that they can get an EMT certification like that's great that's good and to have like to be able to apply to have your um uh your uh whatever you're being sentenced for hopefully cleared their records cleared I think that's a step in the
1: right direction a small step but a step in the right direction Oh, yeah, there's they've got a lot of stuff to reform, obviously, but I do think this is really good positive news and reading up on it. I, I felt a little bit of hope. I was like, okay, like we're getting a little bit better. This is good, you know,
0: and we know that um, Harris when she was Attorney General, she faced a lot of ridicule when her staff fought to keep low-level in uh, low-level offenders in prison at a time where California's uh, prisons was overpopulated. Yeah. And she would use them, obviously, as cheap prison labor to fight wildfires, which, in my op- opinion, is never okay. No, it's
1: literally slavery just, just now, in modern times. Yes, basically institutionalized slavery, which sucks.
0: Yeah. Um, but Harris did directly address her reverse wrongdoings of her staffers, saying that the uh, staff attorneys had made these arrangements without her knowing. And she has voiced her support for the New Green
1: Deal, which is a thumbs up for that's me. That's good. I, I was a little worried about because I know in the past, it's like the death penalty and stuff like that, her positions on that. And I made me a little worried when I heard about that, um, her nomination. But that kind of makes me feel a little bit better, for sure. Uh, for
0: me, Warren, uh, Harris has always been a little bit of a wishy-washy politician, but I'm glad she's backing the New Green Deal. That's, that's a big one for me. It's really important right now, especially right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're about to get to that one. So next in news um trump did claim that the fires are not a result of climate change um during a briefing uh trump was asked to comment on climate change relations with the fires wade crowfoot secretary of california's natural resource agency told trump if we ignore science and sort to put our head in the sand and think is all about vegetation management we are not going to succeed in protecting california Trump replied, okay, it'll start getting cooler. You watch.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Has he been to California? Does he know that it is orange outside right now and that it's not safe to breathe out here?
0: Every time I hear that, like, I just read it in his voice, like, it will start getting cooler. Um, I'm usually not one to, like, debate opinion. I just don't see how our president can be like, oh, yeah, um, climate change, yeah. Like, I think he has this idea that, like, like, people in California, like, we're not going outside and setting the forest on fire. Like, that is not a thing that we're doing. Like, I mean, we had the gender revolt party that did spark some, wild fi- uh, some fires, which that on its own was
1: obvious. Oh, God, that was horrible already. I mean, yeah, gender but, is not even a thing now. Like, so to blatantly stupid.
0: deny that climate change doesn't have any effect or are not a result, or that fires, sorry, that fires are not a result of climate change is just a
1: little bit... No, that's not an okay thing to say <laughs> honestly i just he says that joe biden is like losing it and i'm just like are you sure you're not like just go outside i i think at this point when people do tell me that climate change isn't real and they live here in california i'm like go outside and look at the sky and let me know what you think please not explain it.
0: we've had like record breaking like i'm not well we've had like horrible heat waves like horrible heat waves and that shouldn't be a thing, um, at least right. Like getting to like above 110 degrees, like you, you got to admit, there has to be some direct uh, effect of climate change for sure.
1: 100%. I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, he hasn't listened about coronavirus, so of course he's not going to listen to <laughs> the fires. So. No. But Joe Biden
0: did speak about, about Donald Trump's comments on the wildfires at the Del- Delaware Museum of Natural History, calling president a climate denier and a climate arsonist. As he I, I don't think Joe Biden lied.
1: He's not the best, but he did not lie. I no, said, told I detect no lies in that sentence.
0: He told the truth. Um, sorry. He did say that because here's the deal, hurricanes don't swerve to avoid red states or blue states. Wildfires don't skip towns that are voted a certain way. The impacts of climate change don't pick and choose. That's because it is not a partisan phenomenon. It is science and our response should be the same. And I, I like, I like, I don't know what there is to disagree with that. Like, you just don't, I don't think you should disagree with science. Like, I don't, I like, I just don't argue opinions like that. Like, because that's not an opinion. Like, I, denying climate change is just, it just can't be an opinion when there's so much facts to back it up. It's
1: really embarrassing when I hear people. say Yeah, I literally change.
0: think that, like, I, like, Trump is just, like,
1: this is him embarrassing himself for the thousandth time. Yeah, I think, I think, didn't he just say something about science saying that? He didn't trust science. I know I saw something trending on Twitter recently about that. And I was just like, how do you not trust science? Like, you are... I don't understand how people listen to politicians and not scientists. Like, you think that a like, know it all? Well.
0: uneducated. Like, he went to... I mean, he's uneducated, but he went to college. Like, got a good education. You'd think he would be a little bit more educated. But. He must have taken a science class. I mean, he had to take a GE, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had to knock that one out the park, so... Anyways, so here we're going to talk about Wisconsin taking the Green Party off the ballot. So the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled Monday that the Green Party will not be on the ballot during the general election. This comes as a relief for election officials who feared in addition this late would hold a place on, the, on their election preparations. Uh, the court previously ordered that the mailing of the absentee ballots be paused until it was determined whether or not the Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins could appear on the ticket. The majority found that Hawkins had missing his had missed his window because the 2020 fall general election has essentially begun. If the court had sided with Hawkins as a green party, it would have meant printing the mailing ballots nearly a, sorry, it would have meant printing and mailing nearly a million ballots that included the green party, a million new ballots that included the green party before the state's deadline of September 17th. I actually think this is a good decision to take the Green Party off the ballot, I think that it would encourage people to start voting for a Green Party, like a third-party affiliate. And uh, I think this, it's, it's so important in this election that we just vote blue. Um, I don't want any Trump, any uh, votes to sway away from Biden. And I feel like people who vote for third-party candidates are like these extreme leftists, leftists. And they think like, oh, well, neither candidate's good. But there's a third party candidate that's better. And it's like, no, we're settling for Biden for a reason.
1: A hundred percent. I know, of course, during presidential elections, we should be picky. A hundred percent. You know, we deserve that right to be. But this is not an election where we can do that. This is an election that is so crucial, especially, I know we will talk about it later, about the passing of RBG. But this election is so, so important that we... We basically pick blue i understand you know there are third parties there are good candidates but to me if you do vote um third party i just really think you have to be really privileged to do that because you have to vote keeping in mind you know minorities marginalized groups and realize that this election yeah i want someone completely different to be president but this is so crucial that we vote blue it is so crucial and I really, really hope um this is, this is good stuff. I really like this. I feel bad, of course, for the Green Party. You know, the candidate isn't off the ballot, but this is just one of those times where
0: we don't really yes. have a choice. I'm not saying that Green Party candidates don't have good ideals. It's just that I think this election, it's important that we vote blue and don't sway any tr- votes away from that because uh, I don't, I don't foresee a third party candidate winning anyways if they were on the ballot. Yeah, so um and that's just the way it's set up is that now that's a whole different conversation but is the way election process set up necessarily great probably not um I could think of a couple other ways to fix the way we vote in this country but um that's not the topic at hand but I hope that we're everyone is you're registered to vote
1: hell yeah I re-registered or not re-registered I checked that I was registered I have a vote ballot tracking thing already set up yeah so so I'm ready
0: Yeah. I actually, this is your, is this this your first presidential election that you're voting in? Yeah. Same. I don't know why. I just feel like it's, like, such a, like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but to me it's, like, like, oh my god, like, I get to vote in the president. That's my first presidential election.
1: It's so exciting. I'm so excited for everyone to do this.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, uh, hopefully, like, with all this social media presence and, um, a lot of celebrities getting in on helping, like, people try to vote i hope that um people are act, like people our age who can vote are registered to vote cuz i feel like if you just choose not to vote because you you just choose not to vote to not to not vote like that's a privilege and
1: that was yeah it's so important i've been posting links everywhere like you guys better vote and i text my friends did you vote yet or not vote i mean did you register yet and they're like yeah exactly
0: <laughs> okay so here's the current situation with tiktok over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of information and updates involving TikTok. Trump announced that the app would be removed from the App Store and Google Play Store at midnight on Sunday, September 20th. But as, now, but as of now, the app remains available. Currently, TikTok is seeking approval from Beijing to turn the app into a U.S.-based company. However, it, it could still be banned if Beijing refused to allow the company to change hands. Trump says he is worried about national security risk associated with the app even though they are relatively minor. Beijing does not want ByteDance, TikTok's parent company to lose control of the algorithm. But Byte will need approval from Beijing, the, Byte will need approval from the Beijing government even though there is no transfer of the algorithm. Uh, this is just so funny to me because <laughs> like the demographic of TikTok is not anything that I feel like China or Beijing would, like, I think their headquarters is in Beijing. And I don't think um, they care. Like, I just don't think they care about a bunch of teenagers on the app. Uh, And even if they were tracking our information, uh, it just seems so minuscule because everyone, on a lot of people, like, it's just teenagers on that app. It just seems so, and I know, and I have a feeling the Trump administration is just doing this because I know that TikTok has really messed with his campaign in terms 100%. of, like, buying. Like, I know we, uh, Gen Z, we were like, uh, what was it? Like, f- like taking up seats at his rally and then not yeah. showing up. And that was a big thing for a while. Just honestly, like, ruining his campaign was a big thing on TikTok. And I don't think he cares about the well-being of like national security because it's clearly not a threat to national security. I just don't see how this is a threat when the app. Maybe if the app was full of like dangerous politicians or like dangerous people, maybe. But it's literally an app for teenagers.
1: <laughs> I I don't I don't get it. Um, first off, I mean it's almost as if he's forgotten. I mean not that he ever acknowledged it, but we were in a pandemic and we have way more issues <laughs> than a than a freaking <sighs> kids app for sure. But, way uh, more issues. Uh, I. I can't understand the national security issues. I know some Republicans have talked about it with me and said, oh, it's for security issues. Um, but I know that government employees aren't even allowed to have TikTok on their phones because of this whole hacking thing. And I also don't think that China wants to read my notes section of baby names. Like, I don't think they genuinely care. Like, what are they going to find through my phone if they could supposedly hack us? What are they going to find? My grocery list? Oh, my God. There's no one oh
0: significant on the app that the Chinese government would care about. Like, there's literally no significant person that the Chinese going to be like, yeah, let's hack their information. It just, uh, it baffles me because, like, li- there's so much going on in the world right now that needs to be addressed. And he TikTok this is not one of them. <laughs> TikTok is not one of them. I don't know who's going to tell him.
1: Trump's a big baby. He's just a big baby throwing a tantrum about how we did that to his campaign. Uh,
0: I literally don't understand. Uh.
1: <laughs> it's funny to me. It's honestly just entertaining. I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself.
0: At at this point, uh, yeah, it's an embarrassment <laughs> for him. It's an embarrassment for us because it's like this is our president. Like he cares more about an app than like all the protests, the coronavirus, for example. Yeah, I
1: know. Uh, oh didn't he just Anyways. start wearing a mask like not even like a couple weeks yeah, ago like that i sad. think so
0: there was a video of like a reporter talking to him and um the reporter had his mask on obviously because you're sitting in a room with other journalists pretty close to you and trump was like well take your mask off because i can't hear you and he was like no 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 i'll speak up for you i won't take my mask off and it's like why are you encouraging people to take their mask off
1: like because uh, the coronavirus isn't real, it's a it's a liberal hoax for their agenda. God, he's so weird. I
0: can't. Okay. President Trump announces that he will be establishing full relation uh, full diplomatic relations with with Israel. Owen Carlson on fri- Friday, September eleventh, Trump announced via tweet that Baharn, I want to hope I'm saying that right, would be establishing full diplomatic relations with Israel. The announcement comes a month after the united states uh, sorry the United Arab Emirates agreed to normalize relations with Israel on the condition that Israel will not follow through on its plan to annex the West Bank. Trump expressed that he felt the anniversary of 9 eleven terrorist attacks was a fitting time for the announcement saying that there's no, pow- there's no more powerful response to the hatred that spawned 9 eleven Palestinians are not happy about this decision, calling Bahar's decision a betrayal of the Palestinian cause. In 2002, the Arab League endorsed the Arab Peace Initiative, which called on Israel to withdraw from occupied territories in return for good relations with Arab and Islamic countries. Bahard is now the second member of the Arab League to abandon the initiative. This is just really interesting to me. Um obviously we want good relations with Israel, I think we should have good relations with most countries. I just I find his comment very strange about 9/11. He said there's no pow- there's no more powerful response to the hatred that spawned 9/11. And I don't know about you, but growing up I always thought like I was taught that like, oh, like in elementary school, they kind of just made it seem like, oh, like 9-11 happened and like terrorists are bad people and they, they hate Americans. But I really did not understand because I was young, you know, but as yeah. I got older, I realized like, you know, what happened with Bush and Afghanistan and how we've uh, Osama Hussein, like we were searching for him for a while and we, we, we weren't very peaceful about the way we were searching for him um we have killed millions of people in uh Afghanistan and I'm not justifying what happened in 9-11 but I am saying that like I always thought that like they crashed into the 10 towers uh just because but that's not the case at all I find that very interesting I don't know I just I just I just never like growing up in elementary school I never thought about
1: two sides to a story you know what that's what we were taught I think um our education system, obviously, is very messed up as well, but I think a lot of our, a lot of the things that we were taught, so just Christopher Columbus, for example, is very biased and very nationalist, and we really didn't learn the truth of the story. We learned a different thing um, that, and went around thinking that's what the truth was, and that's what I thought, too, when I was younger. Like, oh, 9-11 happened, Terrorists are horrible people, you know, and, like, oh go America but when you really dig down and I took a history class this summer and I'm so grateful for it because I got to really learn about the truth of what our country did to other people yeah. and it's just crazy especially what happened after 9-11 what they did oh my god I just yeah
0: and then also like I don't know just American history is so funny to me because like in my head I thought like oh like like when, when they teach you about an elementary grade, they don't tell you like oh like you know Killing Native Americans off for their land isn't bad. They just tell you that we did it. But in your head, it's like, okay, well, I, like... And then it pro- you processes when you're older, and you're like, oh, my God, we killed off Native Americans. We enslaved Native Americans and killed them off for their land. Like, we took what wasn't ours. And, like, you learn that that way in elementary school. But I, it didn't really process me until I, I was like, yeah, we, we probably shouldn't have done that. Um, that definitely was not good. So, yeah, I feel like events like 9-11, like, obviously such a tragic... Um, event but uh, you never you never really think about the two sides to it and again not justifying anything that happened in 9-11 because that was a horrific event and uh that is not a way a country should go about its problems
1: at all (laughs) never
0: Uh, god yeah the agreement is especially significant because Bahrain is a close ally of saudi arabia so it suggests that the saudis support normalization and may even test be testing the waters for their own agreement within Israel. Establing diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia would be a, would be a huge move for Israel, but Israeli experts think it is unlikely to happen as long as King Salman is in power. Trump saw this agreement as a victory for his administration, saying that things are happening in the Middle East that nobody thought was even possible to think about. All right, let's get on to RBG. Uh, Last week struck and we lost a powerhouse of a woman that was the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Gator Ginsburg. Ruth Gator Ginsburg used her career as a lawyer and a judge to make impactful changes to the United States. Time and time again, Justice Ginsburg fought on the behalf of women everywhere, fighting against gender discrimination, demanding equality in education and within the American workforce. Ginsburg broke barriers enrolling in Harvard School, in the 1950s as a new mother and a wife caring for her husband who was struck with testicular cancer. After graduating first in her class at Columbia Law, she used her experiences of gender-based discrimination as motivation when she was taught as a professor directing Columbia's Women's Rights Project of the American Civil Liberties Union in the 1970s. As a part of the group, she successfully argued six cases before the US Supreme Court fighting for both women, and men discriminating, being discriminated against. Justice Ginsburg's life was dedicated to service justice and justice. She remained on the top of her duties, on the bench throughout her career, and the death of her husband. Instances like these are what made Justice Ruth Gators Ginsburg known as the notorious RBG. Sorry. Justice Ginsburg remains an icon to people around the world not only around the world, but people here in America. Her strength and eloquence continues to inspire people everywhere and to stand up and fight for what's right. Unfortunately, it feels like we can't mourn her death properly because it happened at a very, a very, hor- a, not a very good time in politics, and it feels like, uh, we, it, like everything just crumbled this year. And that definitely wasn't the icing on the cake, but um, she made this statement to her granddaughter in the days before her death. My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is elected. Uh, so Trump has vowed to nominate a woman to replace her. His top two picks are Amy Cohn Barnett, Barba Lagona, and uh, Barnett, or Barrett, sorry, Barrett, recently emerging as his favorite candidate. I just, uh, again, it's been so hard to mourn her death because of the timing. Yeah. I feel like her death came at a point where everyone was already scrambling because of the election and what's happening. And I hope that they wait to replace her. I don't, I hope that they wait to obviously, they respect her wish. And I think a lot of us would agree that maybe her, um, maybe waiting till after the presidential election will be, such a good idea. But again, she did fight for women's rights, and I think that she'll be remembered in the best way possible. Uh, I just really hope they respect her wish and wait till after the
1: election. A hundred percent. They didn't let Obama do this, so I don't understand why, they why they'd let Trump do this. Right. <sighs>
0: I don't know. We've lost a lot of powerful people this year, and she was definitely one of them.
1: She, Yeah. I didn't think 2020 could get worse, and just when I woke up the other morning seeing that she passed, it's a loss for a lot of people, for sure, and it's, I was already scared for the election, of course, naturally, but I think with her loss now, I'm 20 million times more scared just because having a Republican majority in the Supreme Court justice is going to be a big mess for us because it's not a four-year, you know, election presidential term. It is until they retire or pass and that's really scary to have a republican majority in the supreme court they serve for life so yeah we're gonna um i really am afraid that if they do go through with this i really think that we're gonna go backwards in time especially that they want to overturn um roe versus wade and there are the talks of that i'm really frightened for us it's
0: important to note that like um so susan collins and lisa murkowski are the two Republican senators to object voting on RBG's replacement before the election. Mitt Romney, Charles Grassley, and Cory Gardner have all stated their support for, the, for President Trump's pick in the addition to McConnell. All right, let's move on to Brianna Taylor. The grand jury uh, indicted former police officer uh, for wanton endangerment so they indicted one police officer with a uh, charge of wanton endangerment and just to clarify this is not endangerment of Breonna Taylor's life her boyfriend it was because he fired shots um suppo- supposedly it dang- it endangers the people that were surrounding her so about her like uh I guess like the apartments across from her or in the same apartment building uh, no charges were brought upon the two officers who fired shots but a good thing is because of Breonna Taylor's death, Louisiana, Louisiana officials have banned the use of no-knock warrants, which allow police to enter homes without any warrant. Um, this is just... I was not expecting this, to be honest with you. Uh, I cannot believe that one person was charged, and not even charged for something directly relating to her death, for endangering other people around her. It uh, just... It's just so baffling to me how messed up our justice system is. Someone being shot by police who are like supposed to protect you. like, And the fact that it was a no-knock, so there was no warning. They just started opening fire on, on an American civilian's home. It just... Uh, it, and we've been fighting for justice for her for so long, you know. I know Gia, you were out protesting when everything was happening. I was out protesting, and there's still protests going on. I think that, you know, we didn't do that for them to make this decision. I hope that something, I hope that people keep protesting. I hope that something comes out of this other than this. I hope that um, she gets justice because that's what we wanted in the first place. It's so sad that. If Breonna Taylor was a white woman, she probably, oh all God. three of those officers would have been charged with some kind of murder. And if she was white and rich, you know, but of course, because she's black and she didn't have, she wasn't anyone of notice. She was just a black woman. And the fact that our laws can't protect her is so sad.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's, it's an example that our justice system has failed you know, the black community again, it's usually, you know, when you are a lawyer and you are dealing with, you know, trials, you overcharge because most trials end in plea bargains and they don't even go to trial, um, and do that sentencing. So most of it's plea bargains. So you will overcharge. So, um, the defense attorney will kind of negotiate with the, um, other attorney and, I, I don't even think they tried. I really don't think they tried. I don't think they tried. I knew especially right now um uh, it is an you know it's an institution police officers for sure, and they side with each other. they're gonna side with each other you know until the day they are off duty and they did that. they sided with them, and they you know. At the end of the day, I'm pretty sure they know that what they did was wrong and it was not justice. And they knew especially that we weren't going to like the verdict because um, I saw that um, the state literally went on shutdown. And right now I was just eating with my friends and they had the streets shut down because they knew that we weren't going to be happy about this. They knew that there's protests going
0: on probably as we speak right now.
1: Exactly. It is just it's the criminal justice system is really filled Again, and it's it's really disheartening to hear because it's like we have put in so much work and stuff like this is really disheartening. I really hope that they retry this and, you know, appeal it. I really, really hope they do that because this isn't right. It's not right. Yeah, it just, uh, I,
0: uh, it just blow I don't know. If this doesn't show people that like our country is just built on inherently racist laws then we're not getting anywhere we're not going to get anywhere society if this doesn't wake people up like this is america innocent people dying in their own homes this is america and i think people need to wake up and see that because we've all been living this fever dream where we think that this is the best country and that you know we have freedom here but if we had freedom she wouldn't be dying at the hands of the people that are supposed to protect us and that's just the sad reality of this country uh we are nowhere near perfect and uh Black lives and to stop being taken by people that that police officers are supposed to protect us. First thing we got to do is defund them. That's that's for starters. Uh, they make they they're um they're way too way too much money for them to be murdering people. It it just doesn't make sense to me. I literally uh, one of my friends she was like she was she was um, we were at a protest and I think this is so funny and uh, she goes um, she, we're talking to a police officer a police officer and she goes well, we just need to defund you guys because this is ridiculous. And the police officer goes, well, how are we going to afford guns? How are we going to afford certain things? And she goes, buy it yourself. Teachers do it. You can do it. And uh, that was the best thing I've heard all day. We were having such a rough day at that protest because I think emotions are just running high. And that really meant my day.
1: I love that, first of all. That's so funny. But seriously, I think teachers need to be paid way more. They are educating our children like, why do they have to pay for their stuff? I don't understand that. Yeah, defund today.
0: the police and fund education in this country so we can finally start teaching people what American history
1: actually looks like. It, there's a lot of fixing that we have to do. And saying that America's the best country is not true. I'm literally, if Trump wins, I'm going to be looking at other countries to study abroad or something. At I this point, repeat.
0: I think I might move to Mars. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even think there's you. water up there to be... Is there even water on Mars? I don't even know. I guess girl, I'll be who eating, cares? It's better than here. here. I'll be eating space rock all all twenty twenty one. Just yeah, I'll be eating a uh, flying rock,
1: fly things that just fly around space.
0: I guess I'll be living off of that. You
1: know what? It is better than living in a country where Trump is president. So
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had I started having faith in this country when the protest started, but as soon as uh, this ruling got announced in Brianna Taylor's case, I went back to not having any faith at all
1: we all have, have to faith in this election and show that same energy at the polls 100 percent. Yes. It. Yes. We, uh, we need to show this energy
0: at the polls. You're correct. Um, that would be it's again um, that I think that voting blue and showing up at the polls and uh, really getting out there to vote would be the first step into making radical change. All right. so thank you for listening before we go, I want to thank our producer. Com. Our PA, Caleb Murphy, Murphy, our writers, Daniel Willick, Audrey Taylor, Owen Carlson, Elise Face, Melinda Murphy, and Rachel McFadder. Our editor, Sarah Villa, and our huge group of supporters that it took to make this podcast possible. I like Gia. Thank you so much for staying up with me at 1 a.m. What a trip to be on the podcast with me. I really appreciate that. We are 39 days from Election Day. I'm Sydney Gift, and this is Next Generation Politics Podcast.